Words, they get golly hard when they jumble Jumping over hurdles, slowing verbs like a turtle Merkin' fool, like squirtle and cake gold Cold blood is with the strong scheme, I'm a boss Flip the coin, toss, it's straws, I'm out of loss How my brains get busted, slinging letters into couplets Muck up the subjects This is That Got Me Thinking, and I'm Ellie Newman. This week, I've been thinking a little more about play. Not so much about the importance of play, because we've established that, but about what we choose to play and how that affects us as individuals, as a society, and on the path of humanity. Does what we play at and how we play affect our lives outside of the gaming environment? Well, my guest today is Lisa Roof, creator and founder of Sparked. She has asked and answered the question, what if a game could bring out the best in women, touch their hearts, fire up their dreams, draw them closer together, and be addictively fun? Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us, Lisa. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So, Sparked, the hilarious and inspiring board game for women, a board game that celebrates and uplifts women from soulful conversations to juicy surprises you never know what will be sparked. How did you come about the idea for the game? So I have a background and I was a, have been a yoga teacher for many years. Uh, I lead yoga humanitarian retreats through my company, Yoga Ventures. I, through that, I've also built a children's home and school in Haiti, and I've had all different kinds of jobs. I've worked for the House of Blues and MTV, music television. I did a lot of traveling with them. Um, I've worked with Richard Branson. I've organized trips. I, I, had, I worked with his Virgin Unite company. So I've had a myriad of jobs <laughs> and through it all, I've always focused on, I love inspiring people. I'm not, I love waking people up to their purpose and potential. And, um, I, I've, I've been trying to figure out what my next steps were. And, um, but long story short, two very interesting events happened back to back, which got me inspired to create the game. Uh, the first event happened last January in 2015 it was the last weekend in January during the Super Bowl weekend. And it was on a Thursday night before the Super Bowl. And I was invited to a woman's gathering. Uh, a woman who has 16-year-old twin daughters invited 10 women that didn't know each other to come to an evening at her home. Um, she wanted to inspire her daughters. Her daughters at 16 years old, she felt that w- weren't being encouraged by uh, the most positive role models. They were really into reality television, and I'm not going to name the family that they were <laughs> inspired by, but um, their mother overheard them comparing themselves to the sisters proudly, and their mom felt like, wow, I, I really want to encourage my daughters to have more positive role models that are making a difference in the world. So she invited us all to dinner, some local women. Uh, Lisa, did you all know each other or none of us knew each other? Did she know all of you? She knew all of us. She knew all of you, but none of us knew each each other. other. How interesting. Okay, go on. So we were all sat at a dinner table and there were 12 of us total. The daughters were in the smack dab in the middle of the dinner table facing each other. And then there were five on five of us on either side. Were they there and happily? <laughs> were they happy, happy participants at this point? Oh, they were so excited. They were, they were excited. so That's awesome. Yeah. They were asking questions throughout the evening, but the way the evening worked was the woman, Anastasia, she had us all go in a circle and had us speak for about five to seven minutes each. And we spoke about what, um, the work we were doing. We're all invited just to share our cause work. 
And then in the next round, we were invited to share with the group something we wanted to accomplish in the upcoming year um, related to the work we were doing. And then in the third round, we were invited to share what we needed help with or how we felt we needed more support. And before we went on to the next person, the group gave us feedback. Um, They gave us suggestions or ideas on how to enhance the, you know, whatever we needed help with, or they said, well, I know someone or I could help you. And it was the most incredible evening. And I felt so celebrated and inspired and empowered and connected with all the women there. And I drove away from that evening wanting to bottle up the experience. I just wanted everyone to be able to feel that supported and celebrated. And um, it was just a really meaningful evening. And then fast forward to uh, two nights later, I was invited to a completely different woman's gathering and a woman, um, was house sitting. So at the last minute, she just invited uh, about seven girlfriends over and none of us knew each other for the most part. I knew one of the other women there and a woman showed up early in the evening. Um, a woman who had, who ended up telling us the most incredible story of this journey she's been on. And she had an iPhoto book that she had created that documented her journey. And she had had a chronic debilitating illness for years. And she um, she had been through all different kinds of tests and Western medicine hell. Um, and she had basically given up and then decided to seek out some holistic practitioners. And there was an Ayurvedic practitioner that encouraged her. He said, here's what you need to do. I know how you can, you can, you know, completely heal yourself from the inside out. And he said, you've got to go to a place of high elevation. You have to eat these foods. You have to um, you know, get away from all electronics and meditate every day, practice yoga, get back to your art. She was an artist, but she was working at a a job that was demanding all her time. And she was scrunched over a computer, just, you know, like typing away furiously from seven in the morning till seven at night. And, um, he was like, you've got to get back to just you and healing yourself. And so she did, as he said, she went away to Colorado and she documented the entire time she was there. Um, one part of the book, there was a section in the book just on the in, on hearts that she saw every day in nature, whether they were in the clouds or in tree bark, or in flowers or in trees or in you know in in um in plants. There was a whole section of her journal entries, and they were all so colorful and beautiful. It was like reading poetry, looking at her journal entries, and it was this majestic journey that she had gone on, and she healed herself from the inside out. And she's telling us a story, and we are all so enwrapped in the story. And, you know, most of us had tears in our eyes, like when she was sharing just the challenges and tribulations she had been through leading up to the point and just how debilitating it had been. And after she finished telling the story, we were like, you know, just so inspired and we wanted to learn more. So one woman asked a question and another another woman asked a question. And I was about to ask a question, and the hostess stopped me, and she said, you know, I really, you know, great story, Wendy, and thanks for sharing. And she goes, but you guys, I brought us all together because I really want to play Cards Against Humanity. Um, are you familiar with that game? No, it sounds maybe not nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a game. Their tagline is uh, the game for horrible people. And it's a game that it comes in a black box with white lettering. And the, the cards are really, they're insulting. They're, they're like mean and it's, I, I had to play it two weeks before I'd been at a, a woman's 40th birthday party. I mean, a girlfriend's 40th birthday party. There were men and women at this party and the group of people wanted to play this. Um, we were in, in Lake Tahoe in a small cabin for two days and that's all anyone wanted to play in the evenings. And it's, I just like, I have a, <laughs> 
I try to live in a place of lightness and love and joy and inspiration. And I could not play that game. I, I just found it really disheartening and it's very, it's, it's dark and like heavy. And, um, so I, I yell out after the hostess said, you know, let's, I brought us together, play cards against humanity. And we had been drinking wine and I couldn't drive. And I was like, I can't, I can't play the game. No, let's not play. And the women look at me and I was like, I'm so sorry about the game is really offensive. And I need to stay, I want to hear more stories about Wendy and I'd love to hear more about you all. And I would just love to stay in a place of just joy and light. And all the other women agreed. They were like, yeah, Kelly, we don't want to play. We want to just stay in this place of, you know, just like friendship and, and like learning about each other. So we ended up not playing, but in the moment that I was I hearing the validation of the women that they didn't want to play, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to create the exact opposite of Cards Against Humanity. I have to create a game that's all about celebration, inspiration, <laughs> aspiration, and how we can all come together and nurture, support each other and just have a great time and tell uplift us, each other. Tell us a little bit about the mechanics of the game and what's involved in it. Uh, structurally, and then how you play. And then we'll kind of talk more about the, the purpose behind it. So the mechanics of the game um, are, there's eight categories. The categories are passion, love, adventure, inspiration, opportunity, happiness, gratitude, and generosity. And they all come in these beautifully designed cards. So there's eight different categories of cards. And the cards go around a spinner. And the spinner is, it, it looks like a really cool rainbow color spinner where they match the categories. So basically, um, there's 250 cards and we begin with an opening deck. So there's a small, really pretty pouch that has these opening cards. Um, one opening card, for instance, may say, share with the group something, your favorite part of the day before arriving here. Because usually the game is played in the afternoon or evening. It's not played first thing in the morning. <laughs> um, hold the wand and share your favorite part of today before arriving here. Continue till the circle's complete. Another card may say, share something you're grateful for. Hold the wand and do that. Share until until the circle's complete. So it's a really great way just to get everyone in the same room and place and um, learning a bit about each other. And then the game starts and the person who is the last person to complete the opening card round, then they actually spend first and whatever card they land on, for instance, if they land on opportunity, they turn the opportunity card over. And within each category, there's actually eight ways of playing the game. So one category, for instance, is called secret spark. And a secret spark question, an example may be, if you had a theme song, what would it be? And everybody for secret spark writes down their answer on a sheet of paper, like a scrap of paper. They fold it and they put it into a small glass bowl. And then one by one, you read the answers and you try to guess who says what. So for instance, for theme song, maybe one person writes in, don't stop believing. Another person may write in, um, you light up my life. Another person may write in, roar by Katy Perry. So then you try to guess who says what, and it leads to a very, very uh, <laughs> fun conversations. It sounds like the way it's built in, too, you can keep playing different ways each time, so it's not sort of the same game oh, absolutely. over and over. And what's fascinating in the game is so much of it is shaped by the personalities and experiences of the, of the people in the room. Um, for instance, I played last night at a uh, woman's 50th dinner party, 50th birthday party. There were 14 women at the table, and they all knew each other really well. 
the night before, I had played with 16 women in Napa at a, at a private room at this restaurant, and there was an 80-year-old woman sitting next to a woman in her 20s. They had just met, as had most of the women that evening. And the, the game is just as rich and meaningful, but it's just, it, it's like different, different like stories that come out and different um, conversations. You know, and another great example of the night with a 20-year-old and the 80-year-old there were three girls playing that night were the best of friends. They've been very close for years. And and one of the questions, it was, share about a night that you wanted to last forever. And this one woman who was in her 40s shared the story of how when she was 12 years old, she and her family escaped from Iran by horseback. And she was on the back of a guy's horse who was 24 years old and I guess really handsome. And it was the first crush she ever had. And it was like a, a starred night, you know, night filled with stars and there were shooting stars. And she just felt totally safe on the back of this horse. She got separated from her family, but she was just in awe of the sky and just being 12 years old and like just this adventure of a lifetime. And her two best friends had never heard the story. So it's interesting, kind of the juxtaposition of the tone of the, I'm guessing the Kardashians, um, that the 16-year-old <laughs> girls were following and all of sort of that reality TV realm and the world that they're playing in in that and the, the Cards Against Humanity. And then a movie that was making the run um, through elementary schools and middle schools recently, which you know had a good intention, but about mean girls and, and girls being mean to each other. And this fostering and promoting of this idea that that women are maybe competitive with one another and this shallow competition going on and this catty focus and cattiness towards one another. And yet it seems like the experience that you've had in the, the first two groups when you got the idea for this and then the groups you've been with since creating the game has been completely different. Totally. Um, it's been completely different. And so what was it that you hoped to spark in women. And I'm guessing the name sparked was because there was something you really wanted to spark. Yeah, um, exactly. There's actually many reasons, but like, I love the idea of sparking enlightening conversations. You know, there's something, it's like a light bulb switch goes off when you hear the word sparked. Like years ago when I was teaching yoga and I was um, talking about how I love appealing when I teach yoga to the emotional part of the body, a lot of yoga teachers teach more to the physical body, you know, the, the alignment, but I'm all about like, um, when I teach about just raising the emotional level to one of spreading light, love, and peace within your own heart and body and with others. Um, so I gave this great visual one day at a yoga class of how, like, if you, if you think about a light dimming switch, you know, on a wall, how a lot of people are so trapped in their negativity and fears and, and like, just doubts that they're not living in their light. And when you can start to focus on living in your hopes and your dreams and, and in your aspirations, then you can start to really turn up that light dimming switch. So <laughs> um, I love the idea of sparked of just lighting people up. And, um, you know, one of the things we talk about is, is a game that celebrates, inspires and uplifts women um, with the idea that when I came up with the idea of the game that each month, once we're out of Kickstarter and we're actually a company, I'm going to have players nominate the next month's portion of the proceeds to a different nonprofit that they nominate. So Because one of the things I love to do is learn about different wonderful organizations out there doing great work in the world. We have a whole category in the game on generosity and one on gratitude. 
But on generosity, a lot of the cards, you know, for instance, one question is, and this is a group spark question where everybody answers. If you were um, given $10,000 today and you had to donate it to a charity or a nonprofit of your choice, which would it be? And every single time I've played this, that card, with a group of women, I've learned about new and incredible organizations out there that are doing great work in the world. So I want to spark a large, larger conversation online and, you know, in communities of women, as well as men, of great organizations that we would never know about otherwise. So, some local, some national, some international that are just doing exceptional work. So I want to talk a little bit about that because you're in San Francisco, which is a, a hub for that. Um, and I think in most places in the country, people would be surprised at how many organizations even you participating on in a regular basis. And, and I just learned that from your website, looking at your marketing approach. And it's clear the response has been great so far. But I just want to list a few of the networks that you have met with to show your game and, and have them participate in. Uh, off the Mat, Into the World, Speak to Me. Uh, Girls Elevate, Ash and Ames, um, the Athleta Girls Launch. And so, first of all, I just want to talk about your relationship to these groups. Is this something that sort of you had been aware of and involved with these groups prior to the launch and is just sort of a part of your life? Um, and maybe you could just pick one or two of them and talk about, because it seems part of your marketing approach, um, maybe pick one or two and talk a little bit about the organization and what the reception was with Sparked? Sure. You know, some of these organizations I have, um, I have been approached by as a result of the game. For instance, Athleta, you know, approached me, they heard about the game and they are, they're so excited about it. And they have a whole movement called, uh, the power of she, they have this whole campaign, a nationwide campaign. Um, and one of the things that they've been one of the lines they've recently come up with is a clothing line for girls and accessories for girls. But they're also doing all these different events in their store to get young girls um, feeling really good about their bodies, no matter what their size or shape is, and getting getting more athletic and just really embracing their health and well-being. And, and like allowing young girls to feel empowered and celebrated. It's, it's really beautiful. So the other night, they had their young girls launch clothing line. And they were like, we would love for you to come and, and engage these girls in these conversations that you've created for, you know, older women, because it starts, at, the more we can do this at a younger age, the more we can get these girls feeling celebrated and, and uh, empowered. So that's something that's come as a result of playing the game. The Girls Elevate event that is also a younger girls event that's happening. My friend Dana Damara, um, who is the founder of that nonprofit, she and I have known each other. We actually met at an off the mat into the world yoga training. And do you feel like this this movement in these networks is sort of a, a new and improved version of the good old boys network or like a response to women creating a network to inspire and support and, and collaborate together that hadn't existed before for women? You know, now women are graduating at higher numbers than men in college and graduate school, and and yet there's still that discrepancy in um, ability to have success in different areas of the the working world. So, if this new emergence of all of these groups for women to connect and and collaborate, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say this is a 
huge movement. And I, you know, it's interesting. I was remarking to somebody about this yesterday that I wish when I was growing up, they had things like this. Um, because when we were growing up, we had like the brownies and the Girl Scouts, but nothing, nothing really, especially about body image and health. And, um, and I feel like organizations like off the mat into the world has been a huge proponent of that. Um, off the mat into the world, if you're familiar with them, they are, an organization that's founded by three very well-celebrated yoga teachers. And it's this organization that is all about igniting and activating yoga teachers to get off their mats and do the work and purpose they're truly supposed to do in the world. And for instance, one of the organizations that's grown out of that besides this girls elevate is this friend of mine, Melody Moores. She has a organization called embody love movement, and it's all about, empowering teenage girls and college age girls, especially girls suffering from eating disorders to love their bodies and to just to love every bit of themselves. And she now is leading workshop trainings all over the world, um, for embody love movement. So, um, it's, it's happening. It's so great. (laughs) I like in Shonda Rhimes book, the year of yes, she says, you know, a hashtag is not (laughs) an actual social justice movement. You got to get up and do something. You mentioned one of the goals of the game is to get women to dream and innovative expert Whitney Johnson in her book, dare dream do. She talks about that women by training haven't learned really how to dream or stop themselves from dreaming. And then once beyond the dream, will often sacrifice their dreams for others just as part of the socialization. Um, do you think women are good at dreaming from your experience and in interacting with all the, these different women through the production of Sparked? Oh, I think they're absolutely great at dreaming, but often they, you know, with jobs and taking care of their kids, for the most part, <laughs> having much more of a responsibility than husbands, um, you know, as well as also prioritizing their partnership, that they don't really have as much time to fulfill their dreams. Um, it was interesting. I just watched a video this morning of this woman who hosted a Sparked, Sparked event as part of this mastermind conference that she just led for 15 women. And the last card, the closing card is, um, share a wish that you, or dream you want to see come to fruition, um, with a group. And then before you go on to the next person, the person sitting to the right of you, not only validates your dream, but adds to it. So for instance, if you know, you, you want to write a, um, a best-selling book or something, then the person sitting to the side of you says, you know, I love seeing you in the best-selling book and it was incredible to see you featured on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. So she talks in this video about all these women, 15 different women through playing Sparked at the end of Sparked when they're each holding a wand and they are sharing out loud a dream that they want to see come to fruition. One woman, for instance, said, and I can send you this video link, it's absolutely beautiful. One woman said that she wants to create um, her own one-woman Broadway show. And then, you know, another woman not only echoes that, but says, I, it was so great being in the audience of your Broadway show. It was sold out. It took me months to get a ticket and, you know, just to see you shine on stage. Um, so it's, it's, and she said, every woman had their own unique dream because at the end of the day, our dreams are the right, are the perfect for us. Like no one else can dream our dream. So we all have them. Um, it's just a matter of being able to create the space. And, and I, I find it so powerful when you share them out loud. 
and, and to be supported, right? In any creative endeavor, even having one person to support you and kind of cheer you on, it's been shown, makes a huge difference in people being able to accomplish their endeavor. Well, we're going to take a short break. This is Ellie Newman on That Got Me Thinking. I'm here with the founder, right, Lisa? Founder, yeah. Founder of the game Sparked, and we're going to be back in just a moment to learn more about it and, and how it plays out in the bigger world as well. This is KDPI 88.5 FM Ketchum. All right, we're back. This is Ellie Newman on That Got Me Thinking. I'm here with Lisa Rueff, the creator of Sparked, and we're talking about the game and your relationship to it and, and its relationship to women and the rest of the world, I think. I want to talk about now a little bit about it being more than a game. On your Facebook page, you have a TED Talk, Jane McGonigal's TED Talk, The Power of Gaming and How Gaming Makes a Better World. Um, I recently spoke with Stuart Brown about the, Dr. Stuart Brown, about the extreme value in play. And uh, she says something, Jane McGonagall, in, in game worlds, we become the best version of ourselves, inspired to collaborate and cooperate. And that's clearly something that you are sparking people to do with your game. What are your uh, visions of how what happens in the game then translates to their actions out in the world? You talked a little bit about people having support in producing their dreams. What else do you envision? Well, you know, it's interesting. I played the game one night with a group. It was the fir- it was the first time I'd played with women in their twenties. Um, I I'm in my forties, so the first three times I tested the game out, this was last year at this time. Um, I you know it was women in our forties, and uh, the like fifth evening I played, it was women in their twenties. The next day, it, we there were twelve girls there, twelve women there, and they were all sharing the most heartfelt, incredible stories and aspirations as well as dreams they had. The next day, a girl broke up with her boyfriend um, because she'd been unhappy for (laughs) quite some time now. And she was like, I need to find somebody that I love and that appreciates me, blah, blah, blah. Another girl quit her job and she was like, life is way too short. I need to go and find something that's fulfilling and meaningful for me because I know I can find that. Another girl gave her roommates notice and she was going, she decided to go on a year long uh, worldwide journey backpacking journey. Cause she's like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Cause a lot of the, a lot of the conversation that night was on places you wanted to go and where you wanted to, where you wanted to travel. Um, as well as like what brings you purpose, what could you do if, if you lived a lot, your life with purpose right now? Um, so, you know, and I've seen that happen a lot is people finding the courage to do what they want to do. Um, so it's been really exceptional. And do you think that's based on having come to these realizations in the midst of a supportive group versus just thinking thinking something on your own? Wait, say that again, sorry. I'm wondering, do you think that that, that happens because you've come to this realization in the midst of a supportive group rather than just thinking something, you know, a solitary thought? Oh, definitely. I think when you feel encouraged by others, well, for one, just announcing something out loud, like even, even, um, hearing people say, I want to do this, I want to do that. And, and saying something you are in, in being witness saying it, you are so much more willing to do it, um, and carry it through than if you keep it to yourself. I want, I don't know the exact statistics. Um, we also have something, one of the, one of the entire 
categories within the category is something called inner spark where you're, where you write stuff down. Um, and quite a few of the prompts are about write down something you want to accomplish within the next three months and then feel free to share it with the group. And that is so powerful. I want to say you're 75% more likely to accomplish something if you write it down. Um, and I want to say it's just as much as if you share it with others, you know, because you, you, people are now holding you accountable. Um, this game would have never been fully created had I not been held accountable because I am a person that loves to start things, but I don't always have the best, the best follow through, but I had girlfriends playing this game pretty early on. I created the funniest first prototype where I went to office supply store and I got 10 different colors of pastel, you know, like, um, cardstock. And I printed out the cards on cardstock and I just cut them with scissors and I put stickers on them for like the happiness card. I put a I, I found a happy face sticker. Um, for the love cards, I put a heart sticker on the love card. So passion, I think I found stickers that had like lips, you know, lips on them, kiss marks. So, um, <laughs> but women played the game and they're like, when is it going to be ready? Because I want to buy one. And so I kept having women that were holding me accountable. And had it not been for that, I would have, you know, the game, I would have, I would have completely gone on to something else. And I'm so glad these women kept asking me and, you know, saying like, Lisa, you know, we're here to help, but we need to see this thing. We, we want, we, the world needs it and we need it. So keep going. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think the more that we can share and express with others, the more we are li- likely to get things done. McGonagall talks about playing a game together builds up trust and bonds and that people are at their most empowered and hopeful selves when they're playing and uh, puts out we're going to have 1.5 billion gamers in the next decade. So what we're playing and how we play it is certainly going to have an impact on our future. What uh, led to the decision to do a board game versus an online game? So, you know, it's interesting. What... One of the reasons that I loved the two nights that led up to me coming up with the idea for SPART was to be in person with women because I feel like so many of us are on our gadgets these days. And, you know, what have I heard about Facebook that even though you feel like you have all these friends, you actually get more depressed after being on it for a certain amount of time, I think even like 15, 20 minutes. So I wanted to bring people together in a physical setting because so often we don't make time to do that these days. It's not a priority, even though it needs to be. Um, because the more that we're getting attached to our gadgets, the more disconnected we feel, the more lonely we feel. And the more, um, not only disconnected from our friends, but we also feel disconnected from our dreams and our purpose. So when we come together with our girlfriends, then so much magic happens. Eventually I do want to have an app. Um, you know, I, I also had this vision of the night that I came up with the idea of creating it of something like words with friends, but you know, where you can just go on and, and play a Scrabble game with somebody that. All right, Lisa, we're going to take just a short break here for a station break. And then we'll finish talking about that. This is Ellie Newman on that got me thinking I'm speaking with Lisa Rueff about her new game spark. All right, we're back. So Lisa, why a board game versus online? 
when you're physically together, when you're looking in people's eyes, it becomes much more personal. Um, when you're sharing smiles, when you're sharing laughter with people in a personal setting, um, to me, it's so much more impactful than doing something online. That being said, I am so excited once we have a very successful game out on the market to create something online. Uh, I had this vision of women playing this game all over the world so that a woman is playing from India is playing with a woman from Africa that's playing with a woman from England and answering these great questions and feeling so connected to people that are just oceans apart. Um, so there's definitely going to be an app at some point. Um, but right now we are starting with a board game version. And that's in alignment with the idea from the TED Talk that if people are playing together, they're connected, they understand each other better, they trust each other more, they're more empathetic. And so the, a step forward of changing, changing our world. Yeah, totally. You said um, through your travels, you realize that people everywhere want to connect, especially like-minded women. And you've validated that through your work, it seems. Will there be a game for men down the road? Well, it's interesting. The first night I played this game, I had a request very early on for a couple's version of the game. I had a ver- I had That same night, I had a request for one for moms and daughters, and I had a request for families as well as one for teenage girls. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely going to be more versions down the road. We just need to get the first one <laughs> successfully launched on Kickstarter. Um, we would love for people to go online and contribute and be a part of helping bring Spark to life. Uh, the game costs $35, and it is invaluable and a lifetime guarantee of fun <laughs> and, and inspiration. And where can people find out more about Spark? So a few different ways. They can go to our website, which is www.readysetsparked.com. You have a quote by Jeanette LeBlanc on your site. A circle of women may just be the most powerful force known to humanity. If you have one, embrace it. If you need one, seek it. If you find one for the love of all that is good and holy, dive in, hold on, love it up. Let them see you. Let them hold you. Let your reluctant tears fall. Let yourself rise fierce and love gentle. You will be changed. The very fabric of your being will be altered if you allow it. Have you felt through the process of creating the game and sharing it with women that you've been altered and changed for the better? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. You know, it was interesting. Even last night at this dinner party with... 50 women, I mean, not 50 women, for a woman's 50th birthday, uh, it started off that, you know, people were just talking in their own small groups before we started playing. There was, it was a long rectangular table. Um, and I was sitting with three women that I didn't know. I didn't know any of these women when I arrived, they, they asked me to come and, and, uh, orchestrate sparked and all of them were bitching about their kids and husbands. And it was just a really negative conversation. And then, you know, halfway through dinner, this woman, was who in, invited me to come said, okay, I'd love to start playing Spark now. So we got everyone's attention. And the first thing we did was, I, you know, I passed around, wand around, and we all shared um, why we love the birthday girl so much. And then we started, and it was so beautiful, like either how we knew the birthday girl, why we knew her. And then the second round, we shared about um, what we were grateful for. And then the third round was uh, share about your first or most memorable kiss. And from the beginning, it brought everyone together. And it went from like negative conversations to just the most joyful, bonding, connecting, inspiring, hilarious conversations where 
there was so much laughter and love in the room the moment it started. And there was a chef there who was catering the dinner because we were, we were like in the dining room, which was connected with the kitchen. It was all open space. And there was a guy serving the dinner and they engaged in the conversations. So they suddenly became a part of, we're like, we want to hear about your first or most memorable kiss. And we want to hear about, um, you know, what you're grateful for. And it was so amazing just to be, to include them. And then, you know, everyone just felt so celebrated and connected. And, um, since, you know, when I got home last night, three of the women had already bought the game, but so I, I drove across the bridge. Um, so I think there's just some validation there of how powerful the game is. And the movement. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This is Ellie Newman on That Got Me Thinking. I've been speaking with Lisa Ruff, the creator of Sparked. Thank you. Wait, can we share with your audience really quick how we met? That would be great. Yeah. So I was in Los Angeles. Um, I was going to be presenting the game. I don't know how long ago this was. And I had just gotten the cards printed and delivered to my aunt's house in Los Angeles. And I was at Starbucks and I had all the cards spread out. They're so beautiful. I was so excited. And you were there visiting your friend and you approached me and asked me what I was doing with these cards because I was taking pictures. I was so enamored by them. I had literally opened up the box at Starbucks and we, you and your girlfriend and the daughters all started to play a couple rounds of Sparked. And it was so fun. Um, and so that's how we met. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity to be on your show. Oh, it's, and it's wonderful <laughs> to have you. And the moment we saw that, I was like, we could see your excitement. But then the game is, is a, it's beautiful visually. And obviously, just from looking at it, it was something that you wanted to dive in and participate in. It just from one glance, we could tell her we want we want to be in on this. So thank you for sharing then and sharing now. We've got to get you up here for our wellness festival and our women's film festival. I'll get you on a plane to Sun Valley. I would love that. Okay, well, thank you so much, Lisa. You're welcome. Great to be here with you.